Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Gian. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will preach and teach to us the good news of the gospel for this Sunday, December 24, 2023. We have a great number of listeners, downloads, and interactions. We at Gifted to Give Podcast would like to thank everyone for their support. We are blessed to have our sponsor for our podcast, Podmetrics. Thank you so much, Podmetrics, for the support, and I urge everyone to support them as well. And now, without further ado, please join us in welcoming Monsignor Achilles Dakai. Seventh day of Aguinaldo Masses. I hope you have actively participated in all those Misas de Gallo or Dawn Masses because, as you have been told, these Aguinaldo de Gallo Dawn Masses are being celebrated in memory of the Most Blessed Virgin Mary and uh, for the preservation of this nation in faith. That's the purpose of uh, this celebration of Aguinaldo Masses. So welcome once more to our Bible study online. But before anything else, let us pray. Almighty Father, Send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read your word with faith, reflect on it with hope, and realize it with love, following the example of your only begotten Son, from whom we find freedom, fulfillment, and the future with you forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So far, we have been studying the joyful mysteries, the first, the Annunciation, the second, the Visitation of Blessed Virgin Mary, the third, the Nativity of our Lord, and now we study, hopefully we learn a lesson from the fourth joyful mystery, the Presentation of the Lord. To begin with, let us do some aging of our Lord Jesus. When the angel Gabriel announced to Mary that she would conceive a son, then and there Jesus began to live his human life at the moment of conception. From then on, as pregnant already, for three months, Jesus was with Elizabeth and Sicaria in Ein Karim before she returned to Nazareth. In Nazareth, 
Mary continued to be pregnant for the next six months. So after the ninth month, Jesus already nine months old was given birth in Bethlehem. So I repeat, when Jesus was given birth in Bethlehem, he was already nine months old. Then we are told that two years later, the three kings visited him. He was already two years old. Then they went to Egypt, etc., etc. The next age of Jesus is after eight days, he was given the name Jesus at his circumcision. Forty days later, he was presented at the temple to the Lord as the firstborn son. We know that history from the law of Moses. At the presentation, Jesus, I repeat, was already eight days old. 40 days old. 40 days old. The next we see Jesus, I repeat, two years old when visited by the three kings. The next we see Jesus at 12 years old when found at the temple. Then we see Jesus at 30 years old when he began his public life and ministry, which lasted for three years and a half. So Jesus was 33 and a half years old when he died. So that's how we see the aging of Jesus as really a human being from the very beginning. So what happened when Jesus, 40 days old, at the temple, this mystery again has been revealed to Mary, has been reported by Mary to Luke, and has been recorded by Luke for us. Our question is, what makes this presentation of the Lord at the temple a joyful mystery? What exactly caused joy when Jesus was presented to the Lord? We know what the presentation was about. Every firstborn son is consecrated to God because every firstborn son is his. 
But once it's his in his hand, the parents kind of ransom him, take him back by offering pigeons and uh, doves. But that's not what I would like to drive home. What I like to drive home is what can make this presentation a joyful mystery? What therefore made not only Mary and Joseph but Simeon and Anna rejoice? What made them joyful at this moment of the presentation? So that's our focus. We focus our attention on Simeon and on Anna, both old people. Simeon, a righteous and devout person, was longing to see the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One. So at this moment when Joseph and Mary brought the child Jesus, 40 months old, at the temple, the old man Simeon was so filled with joy that when he held the baby Jesus in his arms, he sang a praise to God. His nunc dimitis, now Lord, he said, you told me to wait, and now I have come to this point when I see the salvation of Israel, the Savior himself. And Anna, the same thing. She was already 84 years old. She was also a devout person longing also for the deliverance of Jerusalem. And when he, she saw the child, Jesus, he praised God and spoke about the child who would, be, would deliver Jerusalem. So let us focus our attention on these two elderly persons. We may therefore conclude that however old a person is, however advanced in years as Simeon and as Anna, God can still call them and use them to accomplish a mission, to perform a ministry and to deliver a message. In other words, God can still make good use of old people to continue living a purpose-driven life. This is my point. Simeon and Anna were already advanced in years, and yet God still made them useful and there are many other personages in the gospel whom God has called, has chosen, and has commissioned. Remember Abraham and Sarah. They were already old, old people. But 
God called them to become parents of a generation. Remember Moses. He was already 80 years old when Moses was chosen by God to lead the Israelites as a shepherd out of Egypt across the desert to the promised land. Zachariah and Elizabeth were also advanced in years beyond the age of childbearing and yet God commissioned them to be father and mother of John who would be the messenger of Christ. You see how useful old people can be. Those are, those are instances of how God can call elderly people to continue living a purpose-driven life until, of course, God would say, go. This is my point. We know that each one of us has old people in our families, mga lolos o mga lolas, etc. Let us see to it that not only they continue living a joyful life, but that they be useful still in their mission, ministry, and message. Precisely, Pope Francis has written several homilies on this that we cannot dismiss or discard old people because elderly people are still useful. And so, let us go back to the reading of the Gospel Describing to us the presentation of the Lord. It's only St. Luke has recorded it. Chapter 2, 22 to 40. So now, I pause for the reading of the Gospel. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there is a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout, who was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light of revelation to the Gentiles, 
the glory of your people Israel. The, the child's father and mother marveled at what he said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you know why the reading was after my trying to explain it. I did it intentionally because I was afraid that my explaining it may be more difficult than the reading of it. I mean, sometimes when we deliver a sermon, our sermon may be more difficult to understand than the gospel read. So sometimes the gospel is read at the end of your sermon because this gospel is more clear, clearer than whatever explanation you make. And that is what I have tried to do. I tried to explain it first so that you, when the gospel is read, you are better prepared to understand it. But my focus is not so much on Mary or Joseph, not even on the child Jesus, but on the two elderly persons, human beings, still called and chosen and commissioned by God to accomplish a mission, to perform a ministry and to deliver a message. See how useful, how productive can we be if God so wills. And this is a very refreshing idea for us senior citizens. We may be advanced in years, but thank God we can still rejoice in accomplishing a mission, in the performing a ministry and delivering a message, in short, in living a purpose-driven life. Once a purpose is achieved, then God may say, go. Now, in the Bible, we are told that 
Jesus was 40 old, 30 months old, or 40 days old, when presented. Let us understand this number 40. 40 in the Bible is any long period of time during which you accomplished a purpose. I repeat, 40 days need not be 24 hours a day, but rather 40 days are a long period of time during which you live up to a purpose and you achieve it. Example, our Lord Jesus was led by the Spirit to the desert where he fasted 40 days. Not necessarily 40 times 24, but within that period, Jesus accomplished that purpose of being tempted by the devil during which he declared, he made clear to Satan his plan of action. Forty days. Remember after the resurrection, before the ascension, St. Luke tells us that Jesus spent the recent Jesus, huh? after his resurrection, he spent 40 days with his disciples reminding them of what he had been teaching them the last three years and a half. Forty days. When we therefore say quarenta dias of prayers for our beloved kid, we do not mean that really 40 days times 24 hours. But since in the Philippines, when we say quarenta dias, and after that we have salo, salo, that's why our 40 days are 40 days because of the salo, salo. But actually, 40 days mean, I repeat, any long period of time during which we achieve a purpose. So, speaking of death, whoever dies, young or old, that would be the end of his life and hopefully he or she has achieved her purpose as a young man or as an old woman. How, therefore, we should continue to take care of the elderly that they may continue to spend the rest of their lives in joy, in living a purpose-driven life. They are not useless. God can call them to be useful still. So this is it. When we therefore 
have in our families persons, human beings, man or woman, advanced in years, let us be resolved to take good care of them <coughs> because their wisdom and their experience in life may help us continue to live ourselves our own individual lives. We take good care of the elderly not because we look forward to something else but because we would like to cooperate with God's grace to let these old people continue to, to live and still be useful and productive. They can still be productive. Here I pause for some of your questions on this matter because I am sure each one of you has an elderly grandma or grandpa to take care of. We know that there are old people who are hard to take care of. Kay matudpas binisaya saputon. How do we take good care of them so that they continue enjoying the rest of their days until God who has said, Come, says, Go. Come and go. But they still have to grow and to glow before they go. So formulate your questions or your reflections on this matter. And now, words from our sponsor. If you're a current podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, I want to share with you the tool that I use to help me monetize my podcast. It's called Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience. It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly to maximize your earning potential. Plus, you can track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. Cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description box of this episode and use the referral code 500YOCCEBU so you can monetize your podcast too. Thank you, Podmetrics. And now, back to our podcast. Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning. What family practices could one adopt 
in promoting respect and importance of old folks and what they can contribute. Of course, the ideal would be to place the elderly in a home for old people so that there would be groups of volunteers to take care of them. But what if at home they stay with us? How can we make them still alive and giving us good examples to their children and to their grandchildren? By serving them without complaining. By serving them without expecting a return. By serving selflessly, as we say in Cebuano, sahe ragod kung ikaw nasay matiguang. So since they have been part of our lives, let us still consider them useful, productive members of our families. A question is how, as I said, render them service selflessly without complaining, without expecting a return. Good morning, Mons. Good morning. Thank you for reminding that God can call elderly people to continue living a purpose-driven life. My elderly parents and grandparents continue to pray for our family, and I am grateful to God for their blessings and prayers of protection. Salamat, Mons. You should base your service to the elderly on the fourth commandment of God. Honor your father and your mother. They are not just your father and your mother. They can be your grandfather and your grandmother. But honor them. Praise them. Glorify them so that they remain joyful and useful. But remember on your part render them service. Good morning, Mons. Good morning. Wow! Salamat kaayo. Beautiful reflection. As someone na retired na for many years, I tried you to make use of my time well. That's why I joined this Bible study, because it helps me live with purpose. Salamat, Mons. That's right. If the elderly are gradually losing their senses of sight and of hearing, be there at their side 
to read for them, to make them see what they could see, so that with their perceptions they may still feel joyful and useful. Read to them. Let them see things. They cannot on their own anymore see clearly. They cannot anymore by themselves hear clearly. So give them that chance. That chance to still see things and hear things. But that all depends on the service you render. Take a good look at Gasa Sagugma, the Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Learn from the sisters who are confident in God's providence all the time. Learn from them how to take good care of old people. And these old people in Gaza Sagugma are not their, their relatives. They are from all over the Visayas. But these sisters selflessly, without complaining, without expecting a return, are serving the elderly until the end. Try to visit Gaza Sagugma right here within Ayala compound. You know, when Ayala was being built, there was a suggestion to buy at any cost the lot where the Gaza Sagogma is found. And the good Cardinal Vidal said, no, no. If the poor, elderly, sickly are living in the Gaza Sagogma, I would like them to feel that they also have the right to stay in a highly praised land. If that corner lot is very expensive now, Cardinal said, the more I would like the poor to stay in a very expensive land. That's why it remains a lot for the poor, that Gaza Sagogma compound. Hi, Mons. How to live purposely when daghan na kaayo ko og sakit? Oh, daghan ha? Og sakit. <laughs> senior na, senior. Sicknesses are pains. And pains are inevitable. Of course, we try to medically treat the sick but morally as Christians we are obliged it is our duty to make the sick suffer to make them understand with hope I have said this many times let the sick 
B-H-O, humble enough to obey God's will. And then P-E, make them patient to endure whatever pains old age brings about. Therefore, it's not just physically that we take care of the elderly, but also pastorally, spiritually, religiously, by making them suffer, making the sick, the old, suffer with hope, humility to obey, and patience to endure. Hello, Mons. Hello. Thanks for explaining why the presentation of the Lord in the temple is a joyful mystery. It is joyful because He intimately showed Himself to the faithful, devout, and elderly, godly people. God is really a caring and merciful God. Thanks, Mons. Of course, this mystery has also some other things to tell us about sadness, about sorrow. But I am trying to choose a point and drive it home that aside from the sorrows that like a double-edged sword would afflict Mary, Aside from that, the joy that the child Jesus being presented would finally give joy to old people. That is the point I am trying to drive home. And therefore we say, may our elderly people continue to live a purpose-driven life. Someone has already asked me at 88, how do you live? What do I do? I say, at 88 plus 1, I amuse myself growing old. So, here I pause for the final blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Merry Christmas and see you again next Friday. Wow, that was an amazing talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai and also to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you 
who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast for your ears only. I am Brother Guillen signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all and to God be the glory. You have just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your host, Brother Guillen, Brother John, and Father Jojo. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity, Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time, 